0: Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Jenna Tobel, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna.
2: Good morning.
1: Last week we had a great show about estate planning with attorney Jennifer Gumble. What are we What are we going to cover today?
2: Yes. Well, um, I know we've talked a lot about Christmas at Christmas time, but I don't think we've ever really talked much about Halloween-related topics at Halloween time. And since it is that time of year right now, um, and Ghosts and goblins and spooky things are in everybody's mind. I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about what to do if you bought a haunted house. Or maybe you already <laughs> own one and what are you going to do about it, right? So, yeah, a little oh, bit silly, but it'll be fun, I promise.
1: I did not see <laughs> this one coming. Okay, I'm game.
2: Uh, yeah, Yeah, I know it sounds like it has absolutely nothing to do with money, but believe it or not, a haunted reputation actually uh, typically negatively affects a home's value. So there is, there's definitely some money related um, tidbits we're gonna talk about in here today. Um, but the interesting thing about this is this is important because there's actually quite a few people across the United States who really do believe in the supernatural um, in some way, shape or form, whether it be that they believe in ghosts or they believe in other supernatural spirits or you know whatever it may be. One in five Americans have claimed that they've seen a ghost in their lifetime, so that's 21%. not a small number. Yeah. Um, and millennials, believe it or not, um, are more likely to believe in the supernatural than baby boomers by almost double.
1: That surprises me.
2: And that's the group that's starting to buy homes right sure. now, right? Big more time, so. Big time. And even in Gen Z, a little bit is starting to get into that age range, the the older end of Gen Z. Um, but more importantly, I think 48% of homeowners today believe in the supernatural. Um, So what this means is that even if ghosts and hauntings aren't real or you don't believe them in them yourself, a lot of people do and they will act accordingly. (laughs) So something to keep in mind. (laughs) That's for sure, I guess.
1: (laughs) And I say I do know people who have taken action after moving into a home and discovered that, you know, they'll profess that they don't believe in ghosts. but. I'm not going to take any chances. I'm going to do something like a yeah. ceremony or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. This is <laughs> I don't know we're <laughs> going to go with this, but it's interesting. <laughs> so I guess where do we start with? What where do we begin? We're talking about essentially haunted houses.
2: Yeah. So I'll let me kind of circle back around to the comment I made momentarily ago about how um living in a haunted house can kind of negatively affect the home's value. So this is very true. So according to one study, a haunted house usually sells for anywhere from 10 to 25% less than market value. And that's because people are significantly less likely to buy a house that's haunted, even if they don't believe in ghosts anyway.
1: (laughs) i probably fall into that camp.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, some weird stuff is going on in that house. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to live there. Right. So, so it, it is important to think about. And in fact, there was uh, another study that said 54% of home buyers said that they are put off by the idea of buying a home that was supposedly haunted. So, so there are a lot of people out there who believe in the supernatural and even those who don't who still would just be like, no, nah, that's not a home I'm willing to buy. I don't want to move into it. So um, it can actually affect, you know, an, a very important asset that you have if your house were to become haunted in some way.
1: I guess I, I, I'd have to know the nature of the haunting.
2: Yeah.
1: Because if somebody was telling me, I, you know, I heard... I hear noises in the night, and I would ask him, "Well, what kind of noise?" Well, oh, that could be the plumbing you're hearing. And then we go, "Ah, okay." <laughs> yeah. But if the house already had a reputation of some sort, then I'm, I, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. So, what you're trying to tell me is that haunted houses always lose value.
2: Surprisingly, not quite. There are definitely, as with everything I feel like we talk about in this show, there are some exceptions. Some people who just are in love with spooky stuff, I guess, yeah. actually like the idea of living in a haunted house where supernatural occurrences could exist. You know, they maybe like the excitement of it or something. So if someone has experienced a supernatural event in their life, they're actually nine times more likely to buy a home with a haunted reputation than somebody who hasn't. so I it's and they're willing to pay up to fifty percent more to buy that house with a haunted reputation. So there's a small percentage of people who would buy your house for more than it's worth because they like the idea that's haunted. But I think the majority of people are going to run the other way.
1: So it's a marketing um, problem
2: a little bit a little bit yeah yeah yeah. you know i think most of the time people don't want to live in that haunted house um in fact you know there's yeah it's that stigmatized property is what it becomes really right they if the house is considered haunted, it it makes it very difficult to sell. So, um, and this is actually a classification of homes that are less desirable due to an emotional defect. Um, and this is also true, not just if the house is haunted, right? But also if someone is known to have died in the house, especially if it was in a, in a rather upsetting way, or if there was someone with, you know, illegal drugs present in the home that they were manufacturing, you know, those types of things fall under this category as well.
1: The house with the reputation. Yeah. So how do realtors go about marketing a haunted house? Do they as I kind of reference, do they specifically look for those people who are into this sort of thing?
2: So I honestly the the best way to sell a house that you know has that bad reputation to it is just not to bring it up if you can <laughs> help it and you know if You know, most buyers don't consider whether or not a house is haunted when they're walking through the property in the daytime, right? It's really difficult to prove something is haunted one way or another, and a lot because a lot of it is based on your own personal perceptions of the situation. Um, and there are laws that talk about what you do and don't have to disclose to a buyer when it comes to, you know, selling a home. But Minnesota law specifically states that you do not have to tell a prospective buyer if your home is haunted. There's an actual listing <laughs> in the code.
1: <laughs> so this that. has come up before is what you're it telling definitely me
2: Definitely has. Yeah. So you see my, my topic today is not that crazy. I'm not the first person to think about this. <laughs> but the law also says you don't have to disclose um, if the house was the site of, you know, something like an accidental death or a natural death or even, you know, a suicide. Um, those are also things that don't have to be disclosed um, by law. So you know, really, if a buyer wants to avoid buying a haunted house, they should, they're gonna have to just do their own research into it, right? Um, And it's like, well, where do you research if a house is haunted or not? Exactly. (laughs) Other
1: than the obvious spooky looking house with the wrought iron fence around it and the bats flying out of the... Attic, you know,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. I don't there. There's probably a website out there that tells you where supernatural occurrences have occurred. And if you know, you could check. I don't know that there is. I'm assuming there is because there's a website for everything these days.
1: But and I'm also thinking don't let anybody talk to the neighbors. If you're trying to sell your house and you are not disclosing that it's haunted because the next door neighbor may blab right away. So, what'd you do with that ghost?
2: Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> actually so the if you are, you know, if it's important to you that the house you're purchasing for whatever reason has not had something negative happen in it, or that in this case, it's haunted, that actually, and this is actually a really good um, thing to do regardless of this, because it can help you understand the neighborhood. But if you're looking to buy a home, it's actually a really good idea to go talk to the neighbors in the area. Who are willing to, you know, chat with sure. you, right? Because if you do this, um, you know, I wouldn't just go knock on the door. Do you know if the house on the street is <laughs> Like, let's not do that. But <laughs> you know, you can you can start just by having a conversation with the people. And you know, this is again, regardless of whether or not you're trying to avoid or trying to find a haunted house, whatever category you fall into, anytime you're looking to buy a home, this is just good advice to kind of. Talk to the people in the neighborhood. You know, ask them how long they've lived there. What do they know about the house itself? Um, you can ask questions like, "Do you think that house is a desirable place to live?" And just kind of see what they say. Um, of course, you know, i have kind of already mentioned. You know, you can always do that internet search and just kind of see what comes up about the property itself. Um, a lot of times, if people, if there really are hauntings going on in the home. People often try to capture that in video or images and usually will post something on social media or to certain websites or they'll talk. They'll talk about it. That's stuff that people talk about. Yeah, it's happening. So (laughs) it's possible that that information could be out there for you to find. Um, of course, it, it's you definitely talk to and ask the realtor or the buyer directly if you're if you're dealing with them directly. Um, they they don't have to disclose if the house is haunted or if something negative happened in the home, but they also shouldn't lie to you if you directly ask them the question. Okay. Um.
1: um why don't we take a break and we'll cover some more of these tips. Yeah, to tips to find out if your house that you're considering buying is haunted. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think I'd ever say that sentence, but there it goes. <laughs> we'll return with more Good Money Moves in a moment i News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Attention men under the age of 30. And Jenna tommel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back
1: to Good Money Moves. Today we're talking about haunted houses. Specifically, we were talking before the break about things you could do to perhaps avoid buying a haunted house. Yes. Because as you pointed out, it very likely will affect the value of the house hmm okay is there any i mean you mentioned earlier that in minnesota you don't have to disclose if you're the seller whether or not mm-hmm. there's spooks around yeah and goblins or whatever else haunted <laughs> things might be um i i guess are there any other laws that you are aware of regarding this issue
2: Yeah, so if you're not, you know, if you're not buying a home in Minnesota, right, the laws might require different things based on where you live. Um, So, it, you know, find out what has to be and doesn't have to be disclosed when you're buying a home. Um, But interestingly, so there is, and this is why, you know, right before the break, I mentioned to ask your realtor or the seller of the home, you know, straight out what has happened in the home, if there's anything um, interesting that's happened in the home, right? <laughs> you can ask, you ask them and be upfront because there is actually a famous case in from New York where a man um, had bought in this Victorian home and then later found out that the house was haunted, right? So he actually ended up taking the seller of the home to court because the they never told him any of this information before buying the home, and the court ultimately decided that the house was in fact haunted, and that 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 the buyer could back out of that purchase. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I would just so, love to read that ruling. Yeah. How how the judge was able to describe it as haunted.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's so. It, Really, it's just kind of worth, I think, pointing out that, again, there are people out there who might actually want to buy a haunted house, especially if it means they get a good deal, right? There, There's that group of people who are just looking for the best deal and they don't care how they get it sometimes. Um, um, house, you know, house prices are very high. And if you're willing to accept that you might hear a sound or two that you can't quite explain or you see a door close by itself in the middle of the night, you know, it might be worth getting that good deal to you on a house, especially if you really don't believe in the supernatural and that's something you're not concerned about. Um, you know, that's another option is you can look at it that way too. It could just be a really good deal on a house. <laughs> well,
1: that kind of stuff. I could tolerate that. Yeah. Doors opening and closing. Mm-hmm. These old homes, they have drafts. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not, okay. I can <laughs> tell you're not buying it. <laughs> okay. So covered buying and selling a home that is haunted, accepting that there could be haunted houses. But what, uh, what happens if I actually bought one and was not aware and I end up owning this thing that may have paranormal things happening in it?
2: Yeah. Well, so you were actually leading into my response to this actually so it because that's a really good question and there are actually steps that you can take um, to make your house less haunted and the first thing you should really do is actually check for carbon monoxide leaks believe it or not so and hear me out on this one so one of the main symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning is often visual and audio like hearing hallucinations, such as the sound of footsteps passing by, the sound of furniture being scraped on the floor, or even seeing things potentially that aren't there. Um, you can also experience feelings of confusion and paranoia from carbon monoxide poisoning. So some like if you moved into this home and things were fine, and then all of a sudden they're not fine, that could be a really big red flag for you that there's actually mm-hmm. something physical going on. While you can't see carbon monoxide, there's physicality to it still. So and that's not supernatural, but in a lot of ways, it can be scarier than a ghost, right? I certainly don't want carbon monoxide poisoning happening in my home, right? And so this is where it's almost obviously unnoticeable. But if you don't, and if you don't catch it in time, you can actually lead to some pretty serious things like brain damage or even death. So definitely make that your first step to check that and get some kind of detector in place. Um, you can call the fire department or your utility company and they can certainly help you locate the the leak and fix it. So that would be definitely step one and probably the most, let's be honest, the most likely scenario happening. Um, you know, another thing you can do to kind of de-haunt your home de-haunt. is- <laughs> to renovate it right so you you mentioned yeah there's you know leaky floorboards and it, the house is old so there's you know gusting and you know whatever it is but you know those all feel like symptoms of a haunted house right so that feeling that cold breeze like somebody just walked past you or lights flickering on and off or feeling those cold spots right and or hanging items that might sway like they're caught in the breeze even though they're not right so there's all these things that happen in your home, but may have actual physical manifestations that need to be handled to fix the problem, so.
1: So, there's a logical explanation is yes. what you're telling me.
2: Yes, <laughs> there is probably more often than not.
1: Um, you know, it is funny that you bring that up because I've known people that will, they'll immediately jump to the ghost thing. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, you know. Yeah the Windows open there, <laughs> it could have blown the door shut,
2: yes, yeah. Or you know, if you shut one door on one side of the house and the other one shuts because of like the yeah. air pressure change, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, gotta be a ghost. or you didn't flip the light switch on quite all the way, or something actually, like that, it flickers. Yeah, the,
1: the flickering light thing, though, is actually almost not almost as scary as the carbon monoxide, I think that's scarier. <laughs> But you know that is a signal of you could have an electrical problem and possibly a fire risk.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So don't fool
1: around with that. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, take this stuff seriously. I, you know, it definitely it may not mean your house is haunted, but it definitely means there's things to be checking into and and correcting in your home. Which again, correcting those things will increase the value of your home, and which I is always good.
1: I don't think it's a coincidence that most of the hauntings involve old Victorian homes either.
2: <laughs> we,
1: we, we, need to, True. we need to take a break before we get too silly. So we'll do another break, come back with... A haunting episode of Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9
0: FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Football season. And Jenna Toml from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 969 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves. The subject today is haunted houses. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh at that. Okay, we've been talking about home maintenance, renovation things you could do to possibly get rid of your ghosts. Mm-hmm. Anything else we could do to get rid of a uh, A haunting situation if we're in in this house.
2: Yeah. So I, you know, again, I'll just kind of to recap what we talked about before the break. You know, check those carbon monoxide things. Look for, you know, the. Possibly poor electrical, poor plumbing, or poor heating situations that are happening, um, you know, and and tackle those things first. If you do think that your house may be haunted, those are probably the most likely scenarios of the things that you're seeing, hearing, or even feeling in some cases. Um, And correcting those things is going to make your home better for yourself and the people in it and anybody who comes after you to maybe purchase that home. So those are things that are just Typical home ownership 101, take care of those things. Now, if if you've done all of that and you're still convinced your house is haunted, right, if all else fails, you can definitely hire people um, to drive the ghost out of your house and this is um, something that people actually do do. There are people out there who will perform these services for you, right? I I mean-
1: That there are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: you definitely, um, maybe I don't know how you consider qualifications of effectiveness for an exorcist, but I think you know I'm sure there's a blog out there somewhere about how to figure figure that out. But I think a lot of people when they think about this, they maybe first think of you know hiring like a Catholic priest or an evangelical preacher. Um, they typically are the ones that you see in TV shows and things to do okay. that. Um, but believe it or not, there they do offer those services in some cases. Um, so you, something you can you can ask your local um, parish to look into for you if you are convinced that this is the only solution. Um, you can also reach out. There's certain like mediums or psychics who are willing to communicate with these entities that are haunting your home and try to kind of get them out of your house as well. Um, again, you know, if this is something you seriously and truly believe in, there's probably reputation that you want to take into consideration. Just like if you were hiring any other um, contractor for your home, take it seriously, you know, do your research ahead of time. Um, it, of course, I would, these services are going to cost money. Right? Okay. So
1: <laughs> I imagine some more than others.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would, you know, my assumption is that, you know, if you were to hire a church or a priest or something like that to come and perform this, they would probably just strongly encourage you to make some kind of donation to, to the, to the church or whatever. Um, Others there are actually, um, as I was putting together some notes for this show, you can actually expect to pay anywhere from 75 up to $500 an hour um, for, you know, mediums to come and cleanse your home. (laughs) Just depends on the level of service that you're looking for. Um, so there definitely are people out there who will do this for you. And I know I it wonder sounds... how they,
1: I'm just trying to imagine what the pay scale could be based upon. Creaky doors, 75 bucks, <laughs> full apparitions, 500 bucks. Yeah. I don't
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, It. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't dig too deep. I just know that there's the services exist for you. And that was the range <laughs> I came across. I didn't dig too deep into it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you could, of course, you know, if you don't want to spend the money, but you are convinced that your house is haunted, you can certainly try to exercise those spirits yourself. And there are certainly products on the market that you can purchase that will supposedly help you take care of these problems. So
1: that I was not aware of DIY yes. Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay.
2: I mean, it, too bad the Ghostbusters aren't real, right? We could just come in; they can demolish your home.
1: I like the I I like the carbon monoxide detector idea the best. (laughs) Yes. Use some science in this. There is. All right. All funny aside. Yes. I honestly didn't realize how big of a financial impact. Actually, the one thing I didn't realize there were that many people out there that this really is a major issue for them in regards to home buying. So it is serious if you Mm -hmm. are in this situation. And I guess I'm going to ask you. I have no clue at all as to where to find resources on dealing with the issue of haunted houses. But it it must be really you're talking about legal cases, lawsuits, everything. So this, there must be there must be information out there. Any idea where we could find at least some of it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I I would love to tell you that our website has all that information out there for you. It does not. We have a ton (laughs) of good information at firstalliancecu.com about how to keep the value of your home up, about buying a home, about maintaining your home. We have all of that kind of stuff out there. We do have a couple of silly blogs out there from time to time as well. Um, like how, what to do if you've bought a haunted house, things like that. We do like to keep it fun okay. and light sometimes. Well,
1: after the show, you <laughs> might receive some suggestions. So there you yeah,
2: go. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so Visit our website, firstalliance.com, get subscribed to our blog. Um, You can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliance.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Um, And if you love our show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'd love to know what you think. Um, And if you have a financial topic or a question that you'd like us to cover on good money moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union so that we can help you start making good money moves today.
1: And of course, First Alliance Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Jenna, thanks for a very interesting show today. I appreciate yes, it.
2: You are so <laughs> welcome.
1: <laughs> and we'll talk again next week with another episode of Good Money Moves on News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. This is new.